Hang on. There we go. I've just... Your voice okay. sounds excellent today. Sorry? Your voice sounds excellent today. Thank you. It's it's a combination of tired and coffee. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it's, I don't think it's that strong of coffee that it will hit soon, so it's going to be a slow release. <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> oh, dear. So, um, welcome to the Gary Show. Let's just go straight into it with a cold open, because if we use any music that we have in our collection, <laughs> in our combined collections at the moment, we'll probably get pinged again. Yeah. And get an email yeah, that from was fun, wasn't it? From lawyers. Yes. Part of the reason we took a bit of a hiatus, I guess, is that we got a copyright infringement strike against an episode for another show we do called Waiting for Doom. Yeah. And it made us scared because mm. they didn't explain uh, what our breach was exactly. They just, you know, made you. It's like saying there's a mine in your backyard and we're not going to tell you where it is, but you need to get rid of it. And it's like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's like an episode of Columbo or, you know, a board game of, of Cluedo. One of you is a murderer, but we yeah. won't tell you exactly how. It's missing the last reel. So, um, yeah, it made us, it's made us a little bit um, leery of uh, music use, isn't it? Mm, yes, it, and it's certainly, for me, taken a sheen off podcasting. So, um, oh. it's it's just like... All the uh, so what happened is that we got an email saying, um, I think it was Universal Recording Group, Universal Music. I think it is an American Recording Art uh, Recording Arts Association. Yeah, they well, like. no, they they got yeah. in touch with um, our podcasting host Podbean and said, "Hey, our client, which I think was you know Universal Music or wh- whichever." Yeah, uh, publishing group. They've got in touch with us. We've gotten in touch with you. You get in touch with these naughty, naughty boys who have used some of our music without, you know, um, g- going yeah, without permission. Um, and so they gave us. They just gave us the episode number and said, "Take it down, um, or else." <laughs> basically, yeah. uh, well, basically, they they froze our. Um, account for like two weeks, I think it was. Yeah, so no one could download anything. For yeah, two weeks. everything vanished for two weeks. It was like, yeah, yeah six years worth of work, gone. Um, so, I had to go and find out what that episode was. And at first, I thought, okay, I found it. I know what it is. I'll just get rid of it. And that was, because um, it, it was a Christmas episode. Um, and so, as we... Uh, well, as I often do when editing episodes of Waiting for Doom for Christmas time, there is a piece of Christmas music which is kind of like jingle bells and a medley of other bits and pieces from Christmas music uh, done by, God, what's his name? I've completely lost his name. Esquivel, that's his name. Um, oh. Who was like this, you know, um, kind of almost alternative uh, big band showbiz show band leader back in the 50s and 60s um and so i put that at the start of that episode and you know spliced it in with niles caller saying well done my doom patrol well done at the very end it was mm. awesome i loved doing it it was great never got any feedback from you know people who ever listened to the show but whatever so i thought cool that's it that's done and i thought hang on a minute this is an episode where we're talking about an issue of volume seven yes 
And I looked at the title of the episode, and it was something, it mentioned something about body moving, and I thought, hang on a minute, why is this little red flag appearing in the back of my head? Um, and then, because Paul had made the, and it was an episode where they went to, uh, the Doom Patrol went to a, a planet where everyone was obsessed with exercise. Yes. Um, and actually, was it that one, or was it? Fresh Baguettes for Christmas. It may have been Fresh Baguettes for Christmas, but anyway, it was a follow-on story for that. It was somehow involved with Orbius. That's right, they had to go back to Orbius, who were, yes. at one point, obsessed with exercise, now uh, had become obsessed with virtual reality and had gone back mm. to being lazy again. Uh, and Paul, a couple of times, made the comment about body moving. And I thought, hey, here's a bit of a... You know, past Mike would have thought, hey, here's a bit of a laugh... I'll put in that body moving song that Fatboy Slim does that's a remix of a Beastie Boys song. Mm. Like, that'll be great. You know, it's all contextual. Woohoo! Laughs. Turns out I'd put that as the outro music for that episode, and I'm pretty sure that's what they were up in arms about. Mm. Not so much Esquivel. Unfortunately, mm. no one gives a crap about Esquivel these days. Well, no, and they've never, they've never said, they've never admitted... No. And then you were trying to fix it, and you couldn't, because you couldn't get access to the feed to load it. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I need to be able to... I, I was like, okay, I've, so I removed both songs, basically. Um, yeah. and, and I put the normal Waiting for Doom intro music at into the start of the episode, and was like, that's it, that's as much as I'm going to do. Um, and I, I think I put the normal outro music in. Tried to upload it to replace the... Naughty, naughty episode, mm. uh, and yeah, we couldn't even access our feed for two yeah. weeks. <laughs> and that, I mean, they said they were going to suspend it for one week, which turned out to be two weeks because they wouldn't respond to your requests. So. Mm. Yeah, mm. it yeah. was very good. And then we were like, "Is this going to happen to all our episodes anytime?" You know, because mm. you know we have used music here and there, yeah, um, fairly freely. Um, and yeah. uh, and Podbean have said, you know, the first time it'll be one wink, wink, two weeks. Um, yeah for an infringement. If it happens again, we'll just cancel your feed Am- automatically. We'll amputate your testicles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't get that email, so maybe they're targeting <laughs> you specifically for something different. But yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, that was... Oh, and then, then just to, you know, add further salt to the wound, we then got an email from Spotify, because for those who aren't aware, our whole Waiting for Doom feed, um, where you'll get awesome shows like Waiting for Doom... Um, this one, and DCOCD. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. And then, yeah, and, and now you'll get Dial F a flanker on there as well. That all feeds through to Spotify, because, you know, we young, hip, cool kids that are up with the tech and the lingo. And then we got an email from Spotify about the exact same episode, saying, please fix this episode, because it's got infringing music in there, or we'll take it down. So they took it down. And so we've had to email Spotify and say, hey, um, no... Your email has arrived after the fact. Um, it's fixed. Please put it back. And I think I'm pretty confident to this day, Spotify has still not put it back. Uh, wow. It's like a, a, a rare collectible now, that episode on Spotify. <laughs> it's like... Um, Is it like one of those NTF things? I don't know. It's like the episode of The Tick where they had um, Claudia Schiffer in it. And oh, you can't get that episode of the tick, uh, the cartoon. I'm talking about. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Still, oh, yeah. 
I just love the idea of um, if Claudia Schiffer married brains from the Thunderbirds, she'd be Claudia Schiffer brains. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that, that was a, look. Uh, that was a good one. I'm impressed with that. So um, thank you. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> so anyway, yes, that is the very long-winded explanation as to why there is no music in at least this episode. And I think going forward, we're going to have to find um, alternate, more, most likely royalty-free um, musical pieces for any yeah. service that we do. So, oh, we, we could fall back on my beatboxing. Actually, that's an awesome segue into a, into a question <laughs> I, I lined up just for this episode. Paul, oh. I think I'm the only person in the world that's been privileged to hear your beatboxing when we've caught up a few times. Can you, <laughs> I've actually managed to change part of it to my ringtone on my phone, so I'm what? begging you, can you please do some beatboxing now for our listeners <laughs> on The Gary Show? I'll catch you in. One. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. interrupted. Go, go for it, go for it. That was, a, that was a bit of uh, music from Tenant. <laughs> oh my god. We've gone from the good to the awful because, oh my god, Tenant. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh. By the time I understood what was happening in that film, I did not care anymore. Uh, I, and I everything and that was, was like, this is this is enjoyable, but the whole time my wife was glaring at me like, "You bastard! What did you <laughs> take me to?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, the, "I think it hit like the midpoint." I was like, "I bet you they're all going to be working for him in the end," and I bet you she's the one that dived off the boat. Um, yeah. And oh, look, what do you know? And I was I like, "Bet he has a fight with himself in the middle." Oh, I love a. I love hallway fights. I don't really. And b. I love seeing it again in reverse. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god, Christopher Nolan! Like, I'm sure you're very proud of yourself that you could film stuff in reverse, and it was quite like yeah, the visuals. It was technically you know quite clever, but the story. Oh my god, it was like. I I don't care about any of these people. I'm like, you yeah. Know. I I mean, I came out of it thinking that was good, um, but I didn't. I haven't given it sufficient um, time to absorb it all and cope with it all. So I probably need to rewatch it again, and I will not ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it in reverse. Maybe that's <laughs> what we're missing. I was hoping you would tweet that um, I just watched Tenant, and then like two hours later say, um, just starting Tenant. <laughs> if I had enjoyed the movie, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I did not yeah. enjoy the movie. Uh, I, okay, no, to be fair, there were parts I enjoyed. Like, the, visually, it was really interesting, okay? The, the concept of things being inverted... And, you know, this kind of temporal Cold War going on was kind of interesting. But just, I don't know, it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. And, like, yeah. when there's that big battle in the, de in was it in yeah. the desert or in Russia or wherever it was? So it was a big battle. I was kind of like... Near a big hole. <laughs> yeah. And it got to the end and, like, they did the thing. And I was like, and there was this brief moment of silence. I was like, yay, they did it? <laughs> 
they did the thing. I was like, I have no idea what's going on now, and I don't care yeah. at all. And uh, it's just, but yeah, you know, it was it was it was a new film for us to, to watch. It was probably the most recent thing we've seen. Uh, movie-wise, and we saw it from the comfort of our own home, so that was cool. Uh, okay. So. What it needed was just to cut to uh, Margot Robbie in a bubble bath and explain what was happening at different times. <laughs> and do you get that reference? Uh, I'm, I'm imagining uh, that's a Harley Quinn reference, maybe. No, in, oh. in the big in the big short that movie, they have uh, technical explanations delivered by uh, Margot Robbie in a bubble bath at different times. Right, well, I'm going to stick with my Harley Quinn <laughs> version. Um, but, okay, that's that's another one I've not seen. Um, oh, yeah. okay. uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of recent-ish movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. We we saw... Um, we went, our, our kids forced us to see um, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is a good thing. You know, mm. I'm happy to see that. Um, but I'd already seen it once with my son, and then we had to see it in Sydney with the entire family in uh, 4D. Oh, 4D. okay. Yeah. yeah, which is like um, you're sitting on a couch and someone shakes the couch yes, all the time. Yes. Yeah, um, and that was it. Was has been um, uh, upscaled to 3D, which was shit. So it looked really <laughs> terrible. Right. And, and then everyone was shaking your seat the entire time, and then Miller sort of missed its spray on you every now and again. Mm. And while I enjoyed the film, um, yeah, it, it's it's not. If it had been good 3D, it would have been a different experience. But I really hate seeing bad. Um, post-production 3D and yeah it was bad I think but, the uh, last 3D film I saw was Piranha 3D oh um, <laughs> that my ex-wife actually wanted to see because she loved good horror and gore movies for some reason right, um, okay. and the only memory I really have of that film is um, a severed penis floating in midair uh, yeah. in the movie it's in midwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I think I did what your wife did to you whilst watching Tenet. I turned to my ex-wife and said, what have you done? <laughs> Why are we here? So. I, I think there's also a set of implants floating around in that scene as well. Uh, possibly. Yeah, it, recall it, correctly. Yeah. It, I mean, oh, it's such a recallable film. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the most recent 4D film I saw would have been, I think it was called Yogi's Great Adventure. Which oh was all about Yogi Bear and Boo Boo stealing picnic baskets. Um, and they got all the Oscars, didn't it, a few years back? I, I let's say yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's a similar thing. You know, there's a bit where Yogi and Boo Boo make this flying contraption. So as they launch themselves off a cliff, um, you know, our seats all sort of you know lifted up, and we had these gusts of wind, or not gusts, but like these. Pfft, of wind, kind of yeah, kind of like your beatboxing, um, you know, <laughs> coming to our face. <laughs> um, and the reason we saw that Yogi Bear movie is that I got uh, it was my birthday a few weeks ago, and I got hijacked and taken on a mystery tour, which ended up at Warner Brothers Movie World. Um, mm-hmm. And Kylie had arranged a, a special um, photo op f- for me with Batman and Robin and the Batmobile, and it was so well, I cool. Saw that, yeah. Um, and I got to hang out with the Justice League for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, and then went on, uh, they, they had, I freaked out, they had like a, I didn't know they had a Hall of Justice there, and you go in, and there's like a literally on-rail shooter game in real life, and you're blasting these zapper guns at little starros that have taken over um, oh, the city, and um, you're trying to get the, the most points 
on your little cart thing. Um, and there oh, was lovely. some really cool animatronics. There was like Cyborg welcoming you into the Hall of Justice. And uh, there was a bit where Supergirl was like holding up uh, a fall, a collapsing wall that was covered in starros. <laughs> and she's oh. like, you go ahead, I'll, I'll fend them off here. It was really cool. Uh, but yeah, it was oh. a really, really cool day. We didn't go on any rides because none of us like roller coasters. Um, yeah, so saw saw some shows, bought some uh, some cool stuff there. Um, so it was it was a cool day. It was a cool day. Oh, very yeah. good. They didn't have that when I went to. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I I, I realised it's been there for thirty years, and that was my first time there. <laughs> so I, and, yeah, it's the local thing where you never go to the tourist attractions because you're local. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, and because we'd been talking about it a few weeks prior, and I think Kylie was very surprised that um, I had not been. I was like, yeah, well, mm. that explains it—the local thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, did, uh, did you do you want to hear of Paul's Wheel of Misfortune? Oh, please! We haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, 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 we've been doing a little bit of um, home renovation stuff, so I had to go to Sydney to pick up a uh, kitchen. Um, so I have a, a small box trailer and I, you know, put it on the back of the car, mm-hmm. drove up to Sydney and was only able to remove half the kitchen because it was very, very large. Um, so drove it back and, um, on the second weekend, I, when I went back to get the next, uh, stage of the kitchen and hopefully complete the, uh, kitchen removal, mm-hmm. um, uh, I got one kilo- kilometer up the road and the wheel fell off my trailer. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So it was um, literally a wheel of misfortune. It was literally. And the trailer sort of dragged behind, left a really nice gouge on the road. Uh, um, and then it was just like one of those things you just, you know, you want to open a virtual door and just exit life. <laughs> you <laughs> want to turn off the the hollow deck and leave for good. <laughs> mm, just, yes. You know. But, I mean, I, I did console myself on the fact that the trailer was empty and it was close to home and I wasn't going 110 kilometres an hour. Mm. Um because <laughs> they could have done horrible things to other traffic and uh, my car and all sorts of things. So, uh, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had, you know, a few weeks of how the hell do you get a one-wheeled trailer back home, even if it's only a kilometre from your house? Um, yeah, and the cops came around. They were like, oh, you're going to get rid of that trailer? And like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I did this whole... I, I said, okay, I'll get uh, I'll get one of those little hose clamps and see if I can put the wheel back on and then wedge around the, the wheel hub with, um, you know, cardboard or something and put on the this little hose clamp. And uh, I managed to get it uh, about 50 metres. Right. <laughs> and the wheel fell off again. Oh, no. And the wheel rolled down the hill back to the dip where the trailer was originally. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so, and that was good. And then I was home one day, and then my neighbour just rocked up with the trailer on top of his trailer and just dumped it in my backyard and said, see ya. (laughs) Good. And then it still sits there today. So technically I can get it fixed, but, um, yeah. But that that was just the first stage of the Paul Hicks Wheel of Misfortune because, yeah, my wife's coming home one day and... uh, yeah, I was coming home in the other car from work. She was coming home from Goulburn after doing some shopping. And then she rang and said, oh, I just see the kangaroo. What should I do? And I oh, said, no. Well, I said, well, is the car running? And she said, yeah, but it's dripping stuff. And I said, don't drive it. I said, let's leave it there. I'll come and get you. So I came and got her. And, um, yeah, then 
uh, yeah, I, I tried to claim the towing with my NRMA, uh, which is like the road services in Australia, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't cover it because it's a collision. So, oh. so you know, if, if it breaks down, that's fine. But if it's a collision, no. So, um, it cost me two hundred fifty dollars to get towed to the uh, repair yard. Jeez. There, and then they gave me uh, a quote and said it was three grand to fix it because it's not insured. <laughs> it's a shitty. It's our shitty second car, um, but it's it's a four wheel drive, which is not. No, mm. and it has a it has a tow ball as well. So I couldn't even tow the trailer had I fixed it. At the oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> so um, yeah, they gave me a quote to fix it, which was nearly three grand, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I I looked at their quote and it included you sort of respraying and making it all nice. And as this is my shitty second car, mm. um, I got them to take all that out, which brought it closer to two grand. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But short story, uh, well, long story short, it's now still with them, and I still haven't got any idea when it will be fixed, and we've been a one-car family for the past uh, two months now. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, and then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> um, we live on a dirt road, and, uh, you know, we're quite used to that, and there's hardly any uh, issues, but... Um, one day I was driving along and this car went towards me, left a great big cloud of dust, and I drove into that cloud of dust and hit a dead wombat that was... Oh, my God! ...in the other car. And this... I mean, it didn't break the other car, but it did sort of... There's a, a whole plastic pan under the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a fairly low car. It's got a fairly low front. But, um, you know, it's, it's always been able to cope. But it this dead wombat entirely ripped the plastic pan off the bottom of the engine. And this is our new car. So oh. this is, you know... You know, it's only six months old, this car, so I'm, I'm very, a bit sad about that. Um, and it, I can't get it fixed because it would cost too much. And the car still runs, technically, and we only have one car, so... <laughs> at the moment. Good Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. So I have two questions. Yes, okay. Um, what happened with the rest of the kitchen? Oh, um, I had to hire a trailer and go and get the ah. rest of the kitchen. Which, um, you know, uh, the cost of hiring the trailer was more than the cost of the kitchen. Oh, dear. Yeah, anyway. And the, the other... Oh, this isn't so much of a question, just an observation. I didn't realise you had a sex shop in your town. <laughs> what? Well, where else do you get a hose clamp from? Boom. You're a naughty boy, Mike. I am. I am indeed. I get told this quite often. You know, usually by Spotify or by our yeah, <laughs> or by Podbean. <laughs> You're a pervert. <laughs> yeah, a little shirt. bit of that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, that's that's kind of awful all round, and you know, um, with animals being injured as well. It's, yeah. It's, well, the wombat was already dead, but the kangaroo definitely died. And when I went there, I, I'm fairly squeamish. Like I really don't like blood. Um, mm. So. I dragged a dead kangaroo off the road without looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, gosh. You know. And it was a big guy. It was a big fella. Oh, what, what a, kangaroo isn't a big guy? <laughs> uh, well, I've hit little ones, I must admit. I've, oh, you know, I've hit all sizes. <laughs> you know, the worst... One of the worst collisions I ever had was on my way to South Australia one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's all flat and it's really hot. And, you, you know, it's like, um, you know... You, heat shimmer off the road and all that sort of stuff. And I drove into a flock of baby emus. Oh, my God, Paul. <laughs> I know. I felt so bad. Yeah. 
That's one of those things where it happens, and it's like it's so far in your rearview mirror by the time you realise. It's, oh my god! It's all very yeah. Mad Max out here, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Australia and kill all the wildlife <laughs> and feel bad, but don't try. You you really actively have to not feel too bad, or you, it can just well, look, destroy. To, to be honest, if it's kill or be killed, because you know um, <laughs> our friends overseas, you know, every now and then they comment about how dangerous our wildlife is. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, we're tough out here. We can take it, um, and yeah, so don't feel too bad. You know, who's to say that flock of baby emus wouldn't grow up and you know attack your family one day? <laughs> yes, you yes. know, Revenge of the Emus or something. I don't oh, know. This I'm rambling. Is a classic horror film, mate. That you're playing. Uh, you know why? Remember Razorback about the giant pig? You could do. Uh, I know of it. I have not seen it. So. You could do Shaggyback about an emu or something. <laughs> Yes, yes, you could indeed. You could indeed. Because it, do- it doesn't help that birds are also, you know, modern-day dinosaurs. So Yes, yes. You know, they got wiped out for a reason, because they were all dangerous. So, yeah. I'm rambling now, I apologise. I'm just going to have a quick <laughs> sip of coffee. Um, yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Now, I, I did want... I, I'm on a break with tradition and deliberately talk about comics a little bit on this podcast. A wah? Sure. Like, yeah. So, um, I, I have to um, confess, Michael. Um, oh, now who's been a naughty boy? You know, it's been many years since my confession, but uh, <laughs> forgive me, for I have become a speculator. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I can justify it. All right, I'm oh, you can, you can, ju- this will be good. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Forgive me, Father, because it's not really a sin. How about that? Um... Okay, so when the pandemic hit, so we had, uh, what, two or three weeks where everything shut and everyone freaked out? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the comic shop shut. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And then I, I suddenly realised, while I don't frequent the comic shop regularly and I don't buy a lot of stuff there, it meant a tremendous amount to me as a, a service. Mm. Um, you know, particularly mine, which is D's Comics in Belconnen, uh, in ACT, in Canberra, in mm-hmm. Australia, in the world. Um Sorry, I just wanted to contextualise it. You just want to be really specific with its location there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, um, yeah, uh, Brendan there is a very good comic retailer in that he cares what you want and does his best to try and help you. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you know, message him on Facebook at any time and say, hey, it's, you know, four in the morning, I just thought I want this comic. And he'll, you know, reply within a few hours and say, done, that's on your order. <laughs> I was going to say, how soon does he reply? I mean, is he, is he like yeah. 24-7 service? You know? No, he's got like one of those auto replies that okay. says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm being normal right now, so I will get back to you later. Or whatever. Yeah, it's some sort of robot yeah. saying, thank you for your yeah, order. Yeah. yeah. So when the comic shop shut and Diamond weren't shipping any comics, as soon as it opened, I went back in there and, you know, I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll buy some stuff. And I... You know, for some time I've been feeling really bad about um, ordering stuff from Amazon uh, through Book Depository or Amazon just because, you know, we've got a billionaire who can't pay his staff, you know, trying to conquer space now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, talk about priority shifting. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to uh, contribute to his wealth anyway, Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's one of those things I can deliberately cut out of my life. Like, I still owe money to Harvey Norman that... Dickhead. So, I can... <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's it, it's like me and Tom Cruise. I don't want to support him in any way whatsoever. So I yeah. refuse to watch his films. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we won't go down that path because I think you've been badgered enough by people. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm happy to go down there later, but continue, please. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I basically I started frequenting the shop more um, often and I switched all my purchasing from online to the shop. So, um, nice. you know, and, you know, it does actually hurt sometimes because I'm paying 160 bucks for an omnibus instead of paying, you know, 80, mm. <laughs> for instance. Yeah, mm. but worthwhile. Cause but, I, yeah, you're supporting shop. a local business. As well, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's good yeah. stuff, and it means yeah. a lot to me. I want him to stay in business, so because of that, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to start buying more new comics, mm-hmm. and uh, as you know, new comics are very expensive, aren't they? Uh, here in Australia, yes, yeah, yes. like uh, I think once I bought three new comics, and it was like twenty eight dollars, and I was going, ow, yeah, sounds about right, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, crazy. Um, but because of that, I thought, all right, well, if I'm going to buy new comics, I want to be um, discerning in what I buy. So I want to buy things that I want to read. But I've also noticed that you can actually, um, you know, there's a fair bit of excitement in the market now for really cool covers, um, which basically makes it not just, you know, a five-minute read in some cases, but mm-hmm. also a beautiful ar- artifact that you mm-hmm. can you know, enjoy, you know. Um, so... I've started to sort of gamify my comic purchasing to make it a little bit uh, of, you know, uh, it's like fantasy football. How can I make some money out of this as I go? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, you know, being fairly canny and, um, you know, spending a bit of time looking online and listening to some podcasts, I've, I've gotten a bit more of a handle on what comics I should buy for the future as far as, oh, this, you know, this comic has a new a first appearance of a new character who, you know, might be hot one day. So, you know, I could either, you know, buy that, read it, and then um, flick it on, you know, sell it on eBay, you know, for you know, maybe twice what I paid for it or sit on it and hope that, you know, that character makes it into a movie one day and I could sell it for 10 times what I paid for it and things right. like that. So, uh, so I, yeah, I've been doing that with a few comics and there's, you know, um, some of the apps these days, you can get an upgrade on them that will tell you the value of things and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, so some of the stuff that I've been buying has uh, become a bit more valuable and, I've actually sold some fairly new comics within, you know, a couple of months of purchasing them for, you know, five or six times what I paid. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not paying for my comics (laughs) because I'm, you know, I haven't sold that many and I'm, you know, not that good at it. But I've certainly bought some that I consider, like um, the series Stray Dogs, which is, um, have you heard of that? Um, I've heard of it. I know nothing about it. Okay, it's like um, a Disney film, and a Disney animated film, except um, it's got some hardcore human violence in it, and there's dog, a whole um, pack of dogs living with this guy who is basically, he's a serial killer. So um, oh. you know, he kills someone and then takes their dog to live with him, right. and all the dogs sort of can't remember where they came from, like, and so one of the dogs uh, finally remembers about his mistress and the fact that, you know, he used to live with her. And then all the dogs suddenly realise, you know, they're in a very dangerous situation that, you know, there's this guy, you know, who's a murderer who they belong to. And, um, yeah, but it, it, the art is beautiful. It looks like animation cells, etc. Mm. Et okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's very interesting, very good. But they did all these horror tribute covers so that you know there's one for silence of the lambs with the dog's face instead of um jodie foster and mm-hmm. uh you know scream and they're just doing uh, fourth prints now which and i and 
on their own, like the covers are just worth buying. Like I look at, you know, I love the thing. So if you do a thing tribute cover, you know, I'm going, Ooh, I want to have that. So, um, so I've been buying them, but they're all worth tons now. Like they're worth $50 each. Wow. US. Yeah. And, um, so about two grand here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been optioned. So, you know, it's like, Oh, this is exciting. Cause I bought, a, you know, some of them. And I'm even doing that thing where I go, okay, I want two copies of this, so, which is pretty <laughs> dreadful. But here, you know, I am one of these people now. So wow, yeah. But I'm having fun. Like that's the thing. Um, you know, friends of ours say, "Find your joy." It is actually bringing me joy. And um, well, that's I'm good. getting to. I'm getting to try a lot of series that I wouldn't normally try, based on the fact that you know, oh, this could be hot. But I pride myself on reading everything I buy. Like I never. You know, buy a comic and just sit on it cause, and not read it. So, okay, yeah, that's a, well, no. that's that. You know, that that's good that you're you are getting enjoyment out of them, and you kind of just. I mean, that's what a lot of comic collectors do. They'll finish a series and then sell it on anyway. So, yeah, you know, it's it's not that bad in terms of being a you know, uh, trouble causing speculator. So, so you're uh, you're absolving me? Yeah, sure. You know. Okay, thanks, mate. You, you've done worse. <laughs> <laughs> and back to my beatboxing. <laughs> no, that wasn't that wasn't encouragement. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We, once is enough. So, yeah. well, no, I, I get that you're enjoying it because I mean, as a normal comic reader, you you know you might say, oh, I need to track down that issue to finish that story arc, which I'm really enjoying. But for this, you're kind of like, okay, I need to track down these variants, or you know track down this for the first appearance of whoever so you know it's it's more uh enjoyment in the, the quest i guess so yeah yeah and I, and it, i mean it's also you know it's like looking at the um the race odds and all that because <laughs> you, know, okay, yeah. you go okay this is coming out in a few weeks or it's the final order cut, cut off and these are the issues that are available mm. um and you know, you go, oh, there's this jock issue, you know, jock cover for this Batman issue that looks really good. Um, and, you know, history has taught us that a really good jock cover can cost a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that one from Detective Comics from the Scott Snyder run yes. when it was, like, brand new, and it's like a flock of bats forming the Joker's face? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, did you get that first run, or did you? Because I know you collect uh, Detective Comics. I, I, no, I, I missed out on it initially, so it's definitely on the on the list. So, um, oh, is that one you don't have? That is one I do not have. Surprise, oh, surprise. No. Oh. <laughs> and and yes, I I completely know that of which you speak because uh, looking at the prices of it in some places, yeah, not cool. <laughs> yeah, no, not cool. Not no. you want to own one, you don't want to not own one and want one. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. but you know, I've got more than enough of of tech to still hunt down anyway. So you know, that's on the one day list, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> so. Okay. One day I'll be a billionaire. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. What about you? What's 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 shaken in Mike Town? Um a lot of painting of miniatures for other people. Ooh, <laughs> I nice. don't mean a a lot. <laughs> um for those that don't follow me online um or do and aren't aware, I started up my own side hustle as the cool kids call it. Um, I, I now do commission painting, as it's called. So my business is called Game Ready by Garvey. And the, the whole thing is that I will paint your miniatures for money that you give me. And 
you know, you'll get them back, and they're not going to be, like, fantastic and, um, you know, have minute details that will make you go, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. It's going to be like, okay, these look cool, these are painted, they look good on the table. Um, mm. So it, it's kind of not not exactly speed painting, but I try to do a quick turnaround um, to get them back so people can play with painted miniatures in their game of choice. Um, Has anyone commissioned you to paint an army to look like Ronald McDonald? No, not yet, and I hate you for putting that out in the universe, because now someone's going to hear that, and they're going to go, oh, I'd really love these space marines done in the colour of Ronald McDonald. They could, they could fight a, you know, hamburger-coloured, you know, uh, gene stealers or something. Yep, please stop putting suggestions like that out into the universe. <laughs> oh my god, it's the grimaces. <laughs> anyway... Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I'm back. I just had to mute myself before I was cough laughing. Okay, um, and we don't want to damage our listeners' eardrums with weird noises, Paul. Um, <laughs> you're beatboxing. Anyway, yes, so I have been doing... My, the, so I set up some rules for myself for this business. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take off at least a week between jobs. So that gives me a bit of a break, and I don't start beginning to regret turning what was my chill-out hobby of painting miniatures into a commercial interest. Um, because um, I've, I've made, you know, I'm not a millionaire, I never will be from doing this, and when I crunch the numbers, I would need to be painting 500 miniatures every week in order to earn what I normally do at my day job. So right. it's, it's not going to happen anytime soon. No. So you yeah, I get superannuation from your day job. <laughs> oh yeah, I get superannuation from my day job. Full stop. Um, so I've been doing. Uh, I'm on the very tail end of job three of four, which I've been doing back to back. And the reason I've done them back to back is that the last client in the queue uh, gave me a firm date that he would like his miniatures back by, uh, so he can take part in a um, a tournament league that starts at the end of July. So I was like, okay, I've got to get all these four jobs done so I can get job number four back on time. Mm. So I've, yeah, been painting pretty much nonstop, but for other people, which uh, I can't, I shouldn't really complain about because A, it's, you know, earning me a bit of extra pocket money uh, and B, that's what my service is set out to do. So I'm kind of doing... (laughs) what I wanted, um, but it's, I'm, I'm at the stage now where it's like, I, I haven't taken off a week between these four jobs, so I've kind of banked them up, so I'm on the very tail end of job number three, I have, hang on, I'll quickly count, uh, six, eight, ten, I have like 15 miniatures to finish off in this current job, and then bang, I'm on to job four, yeah. so it's it's like... Oh my gosh, I'm really... So the minute job four is finished, I'm just going to say, okay, that's it. I'm taking four weeks off from it. So, yeah. But the kind of encouraging thing, and even though I put up a post saying commissions are closed because I have all these jobs on at the go at the moment, um, yeah. I'm still getting inquiries, which oh, is lovely. kind of encouraging and, and kind of rewarding in its own way. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's been taking up the vast majority of my time because I'm averaging about two hours a day. 
um, if, if not an hour before and after work, which means very early mornings for me, um, it's usually a couple of hours at night to try and keep on top of things. So, uh-huh. Are you able to sort of socialise with the family while you do it, or is it, you know, the um, mic zone, get out of my zone? Well, I shut the office door, but I still get visitors. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Which is fair enough, and, like, I'll... I'll need to get up from the the desk and take a break because, especially if I've gone into the office and done my day job, and that's been a long day, then I come home and paint at night, so I'm literally like hunched over a desk for even longer, and so I do need to get up, uh, and on the weekend I can do longer hours uh, of painting, but I do find I need to get up and do something else and take a break from it, Um, especially with this current job, which is... (laughs) Uh, it's going to be a great addition to the variety in my portfolio, but it's <laughs> it's because uh, a lot of the stuff I've done at the moment is uh, Games Workshop miniatures, so there's been a yes. bunch of Space Marines, a bunch of Necrons, uh, which is great. Uh, that's kind of what... A bunch I'm, of made-up bullshit. Thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. No, it's all real! Um, <laughs> this current job is for Napoleonic Wargaming. So there's yeah. kind of historical accuracy I need to adhere to. Yes. And the scale of these miniatures is 18 millimeters, which is tiny. <laughs> yeah. um, so thankfully, many years ago, I bought myself uh, a lamp with a magnifying lens in the middle of it. I've been making very good use of that to try and get these tiny, tiny troopers done. So I think they call that a maglamplifier. Do they now? Right. I do. Well, I do. <laughs> that must be a southern thing. I, I've not heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Got any new uh, McLamplifiers? <laughs> yeah. That's what you ask in the show. Right. Okay. Noted. I don't. I'll ask that next time I need a replacement. Uh, make, yeah. I can't even say it. Um, you can say it. Go on. Ma- Magnamplifier. No, I can't. It's too early. <laughs> Still half asleep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that done, and it will be interesting to, to get the feedback from the client on that, uh, because uh, I find that pretty much all my clients uh, are, are people that are decent painters themselves, they just don't yeah. have the time to, to yes. finish off their current projects, which yes. being one of those people that buy stuff and then it sits there for ages and never gets, you never get around to it, uh, I completely understand that. So that's part of the service as well. It's like, hey, I can help you finish off that army or you know. I can help you do what I cannot do for myself yeah <laughs> shut up um, so if it gets to the point where I don't have any jobs coming in it's like cool I will actually be able to get back to my own stuff because uh, when I started mm. this I was in the middle of painting some terrain like a little bunker and some some trenches and then the mm. business took off and I'm like I'm really glad I t- put notes down as to where I was up to and what the next steps were for this terrain because I will probably not get back to it till later this year, the rates I'm going. So apart from your own painting, what what else has suffered through this hobby, uh, this business endeavour? Uh, my comic reading. Comic reading, yeah. <laughs> mm, my eyesight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I said to you on, um, we texted each other and I said that you know, painting is a caravan and comic reading is a, is a boat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I still and don't I, quite well, understand that yeah. analogy. But. Well, it's like um, in, the, in the world of recreational, um, you know, pastimes, caravans and boats are mortal enemies. Do you know that? 
I did not know this. It's you know why? Why? Because cars only have one toe ball. Oh, okay. I'm with yeah. you now. Right. So you right. have to choose. Are you are you going to buy a you know boat trailer or a, or a caravan? So you know, I, I would say that you know you Mike mm. theoretically have only one toe ball, and you can <laughs> tow. Look, it's genetic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was born this way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that that does make sense because it's I I, I feel like I'm in this. Uh, in terms of interacting with people online, I feel like I'm in this odd spot where I do almost too much stuff that is of different areas of interest. So, yeah. like, I, I feel like I don't quite fit into, like, comics Twitter anymore, and I don't yeah. really fit into wargaming Twitter. I'm just kind of yeah. this weird dude that does both and really enjoys both, but yeah. that, in some ways, isn't so great. <laughs> Because it's yeah. it's all I almost feel like an outsider, um, even though you know I follow a lot of people in both realms, so to speak. But it's kind of it's kind of like oh you, you're you're that like, uh, and no one has actually come out and said this to me. It's just you know how I see myself interacting with others. But it's almost like the war gaming community, like oh that's that weird dude that reads all those comics, and then the comics people are yeah. like oh. Mike does all this wargaming and painting miniatures stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I get um, that too, because I, you know, focus on comics, but, you know, I've also got the beatboxing community. That... <laughs> Do you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can picture that, yes. Yeah, yes, a pretty know. big deal in that community. Oh, and, and that, and podcasting, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like even your wife, your lovely wife Sam, was telling us that uh, when we caught up when you guys were here in Brisbane and we were having lunch, and she leaned over to Kylie and said, "You know, apparently Paul's a pretty big deal in podcasting." So he says, <laughs> <laughs> "Look, I buy it though. I, I I'm completely on board." So mm. um, so yes, the the comics reading has taken a bit of a hit. Um, yeah. and so I still have a pile of shame there, uh, to get through. Uh, although it has shrunk, I have, uh, I've, I've had some moments where I've been able to get caught up on stuff, but it's mainly older stuff. Um, yeah. The next thing's in my... Because I try and take comics to read on the train uh, on my way to and from work. So I've, I've actually got comics in my bag. I just need to pull them out and read them. Uh, uh, and it's it's the stuff that leads up to... I think it's the Infinite Frontier special. Uh, the Future State well, that's the thing. I've, I've gotten through all my Future State books. Oh, have you? Okay, yes. Uh, yes. So I've got Infinite Frontier Zero, Generation yep. Shattered, and Generations Forged. So right. I'm like, I want to read those before I start on any of the, the the current books I have in the pile that are branded with the Infinite Frontier. So you're um, sort of staying on the DC OCD path. Yes. <laughs> I think you are. I think they sound like upcoming ish- episodes of uh, DCACD. Oh, do they? <laughs> I <Okay>. think so. Yeah. <laughs> because we've had so much time to, you know, ruminate over their their impact and legacy and their, um, you know... I'm talking a few years down the track. I mean, there we go. A yeah. massive break. But yeah, yeah. they will eventually... <laughs> eventually. You know, should the universe decide to let me live that long, um, occur. So Right. You, you have doubts that the universe will allow that? Ah, oh, I'm always, you know, you know me, I'm 
pretty, I mean, I'm happy with life, but always worrying about death or preparing for death. I'm not really worrying. You know, I mean, as a parent, I'm sure there's days where you go, oh, I could happily die right now and not deal with this shit. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for the other part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, come um, sweet oblivion and take me away from this. Yes. You know, they call it rest in peace for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Um, uh, but yes, I'm sure at some point in the future, um, th- we will discuss those on DCOCD, because, yeah. you know... Um, th- That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We'll mark it down. We won't put a, a specific date on it, but, you know... No. No date. No date. So. No date. <laughs> I was at born that stage. way, okay? <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> So yeah, uh, the the comic reading's taking a bit of a hit. Um, I I guess the yeah that that's been another thing that's cut yeah has taken a hit as well as uh, the 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 length of time it takes me to to get through these painting jobs as well. Um, I, I kind of have to find that work life balance between um, two jobs now. <laughs> so because yeah. uh, it it does take up a, a fair bit of time. Um, I find I'm getting faster with... Like, I've had repeat customers, so they'll they'll have given me, like, space range for one job, and I'll, I keep a time log of how long it takes me to do everything, so I can kind of figure out how long it takes me to do one of them, so that if yeah. I get another inquiry, I can say, well, it took me X amount of hours to do yeah. those. That equates It will to- take me this long to do your Ronald army. Yes. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, so... I find, but, but if it's something new that I've not done before, like 18mm Dutch militia for Napoleonic Wargaming, um, I've probably taken a little bit more time to just to be cautious um, and get it right. Yeah, well, that can the Dutch figures can really clog up your schedule. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> that's, that's two really good dad jokes you've supplied us. <laughs> this episode so um yeah um yes so and and it's not you know i don't earn a lot per hour at this stage but i am increasing my prices um once i get through the four week break um and one inquiry came through and and said how much would it cost for xyz and i actually quoted the new price and haven't heard anything back so i don't know if that's a good or bad thing (laughs) so it's not a massive leap but um, yes. this is taking up a fair bit of time and I need it to be worthwhile financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. time is valuable. Yes, yes. yes. And, and the feedback I've had from local friends who I game with regularly, um, they have all been quite encouraging with phrases that pretty much run the lines of, you idiot, you're charging way too fucking little. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Increase your prices. So that has been yeah. taken aboard and will be uh, put into action um, in the near future. Yeah. So. You should have that in a quote on your website, you know? <laughs> What's that? You know, Mike's clients have said, you idiot, you charge too fucking little. <laughs> That's nothing I've got to do. I've got to actually build the website for it. So, um, uh, at the moment, website. well, I've got a Facebook page for the business. That's, you got uh, a bitch and uh, logo. Yeah, that, I felt very happy with that. I thought if I'm going to make this a, a proper little side business, I want it to look good. Um, and found 
someone I knew through our local gym um, had her own, has her own graphic design business. Who's so, Jim? Paul. <laughs> I swear. Don't make me come down there. Our local gymnasium. Oh. <laughs> so it's like the village idiot or something. So. Uh, <laughs> that's too easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, she did up all the graphics and um, I got her to do a pull-up banner because I attended a gaming convention earlier this year. Um, and I think uh, I, I even got business cards done. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, and... I think it, it definitely helped get the, the business out there. So, yeah, it's it's very, very cool. So, um, watch this space for, you know, further updates on whether I regret my decision to turn my hobby um, into a, a extra source of income. So, yeah. Mm. Cool. But it, it's it's good fun still. I'm, I'm still learning stuff and, um, you know, getting to be my own boss at something. So, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Now we cannot recommend music anymore in this show, or we, we now can suggest people go and listen to things. But that seems a little bit pointless, you know. Is that, yeah. Hey, how about you listen to this song? That we're not going to provide you with any. Uh, we're not tempting fate anymore. No, no, no. no. Um, so, is there anything you would recommend to people that they go? That something that has uh, made you happy that you could recommend to them that might make them happy as well. I would say. <laughs> Uh, kind of related back to the the painting business, anything by James Brown. If you need to get a job done and you need a good boot, a good boot, good God, a good groove, and a good beat to fo- to help you mo- motivate you through that job, put on a James Brown shuffle list. Awesome. Just want to ask: Is this my turn to edit or yours? Um, I'll do it. <laughs> good, thank God for that. Why? Let's <laughs> just listen to that sentence. Should I say it again? I'm going to say it again. <laughs> a good boot. <laughs> Shut up. I'm very tired. It's very think, early. Uh, American friends use the word trunk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. I have to leave it all in now. Thank you, boy. <laughs> um, I, when I was started talking about James Brown, just said I had the phrase, get on the good foot come up in my head because he says that in a few songs does he and i meant to say you know if you need a music with a good beat to help you you know power through whatever you're doing put on some james brown okay what about you what have you been listening to lately oh, i haven't been listening to much but um i want to recommend a horror film a horror oh. film okay cool pull it off the shelf so i can actually talk about it in informed way that's a long title <laughs> do, do, do. Get out of the way. Back to the future. Um, uh, too many. Yeah, it wedge your DVDs in too tight, and it's hard to pull one out. No. Uh, all right. Um, it's a film called "You're Next." You are next. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think uh, I've seen that one. Maybe. Yeah. And it's, uh, I didn't know much about it, and I got it secondhand for a dollar, as I am in the habit of doing. So I'm still accumulating uh, movies at a rapid pace. Like, I have a pile of about 50 movies that I've never watched that are Jesus. things that that I should watch. Things like, uh, what what's in this pile? Train Spotting, Bridge on the River Kwai, which I've seen the ending of about 40 times, but never seen the start. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> I've, what, I've got Parasite and Serpico and Michael Clayton and um, oh, War Games Two. Do you know there's a War Games Two? <laughs> <laughs> the rematch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so your next is a. Uh, it's a. It's kind of like a slasher film. Uh, but it's a bit more going on than that, and it's so it has some bloody violence, um, but it is very well done. And basically, one of the characters in it has an Australian girlfriend, and she is insanely good at um, defending herself, <laughs> which is like, something I took a lot of pleasure in in, the, in watching this film. Is like you know everyone else is panicking, and she is basically building defenses. Um, like I said earlier, we're bred tough out here because of the yeah, wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not bred as tough as her, but it was very right. entertaining to watch. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a good little thriller with some pretty strong violence, but uh, it's very satisfying. So um, yeah, you're next. I enjoyed it, uh, and it's in. I would put it in that category of films that I'm very big fan of right now, called "Fuck the Rich." Um, <laughs> so actually, you've just reminded me. I did see another recentish film lately uh, that was, of all things, listed under comedies on uh, Netflix, I think it was, and um, it was called Ready or Not. Oh, I love that film. That's I'd... another Fuck the Rich film. Yes, just, yeah, as you mentioned, I was like, that's right, I saw Ready or Not, and how much fun was that? It was, like, violent as all get out. Yeah. Uh, but, but and and very funny in parts as well. Um, yeah. w- with a fantastic ending. I just, I love the ending of that movie so much, uh, where the, the rich are suddenly... <laughs> begging for mercy <laughs> yes and, and, and it ain't coming so um, yeah. sorry slight spoiler warning there. Uh, but and that stars um, Spare Margot Robbie how dare you she did a great <laughs> job old what's her name no, the girl, well, girl, what's her name I'm going to pull that off the shelf because I, I bought that film it was one of my favourite films of last year I want to uh, say Tasman Ta- uh, T- Samara Weaving Samara, and she's related to Hugo Weaving. Exactly. Yes. 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 Um, so yeah, yeah she's, she's in. She's in a lot of good films. She's in Guns Akimbo as well. Uh, another one I want to see as well. Um, yeah, but I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'm now wondering if I'm mistaking your next for something else, but it sounds. I don't know. There's there are a lot of those type of slasher. Well, if you like Ready films. or Not, you will probably enjoy your next. It okay. has that same sort of um, crazy tone. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, and, mm. and even though her character, Samara's character, wasn't Australian, another Australian really good at defending herself. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're bread tough. So we are. Oh, isn't that good? No, uh, that's that's become my um, my joy in life is to see rich people. You know, like um, Knives Out and. Oh yeah, like that. that was yeah. another good one. Mm. Yeah. We're on the solid ground with this. We have we are in unity of, of mind. Yes. Yeah, unlike unlike the Tom Cruise thing. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's the Emily Emily Blunt thing. I don't get Mike. I just yeah. okay. I I find both Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt to be completely unbelievable actors, and not in a good way. As in, I don't believe them in whatever role they're in. It's not like oh my gosh, Mary Poppins has returned. It's like. This week, Emily Blunt will be playing the role of Mary Poppins. It's like it's Mary mid- Poppins has no reality. There's no truth. <laughs> um, th- this week, Tom Cruise will be running from this secret spy agency in the latest Mission Impossible. I, like, I don't care. It's it's always 
Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. I, I never believe him in whatever role he's in. Um, he, he, I just don't think either of them are believable in whatever roles they're in. Mm. Um, I, I don't find them compelling actors. Um, if I'm going to get really, really petty and picky, I think Emily Blunt has a weird mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's just... You know, she that's just the way she appears, and, like, it, there's something about her mouth that just weirds me out. <laughs> I, I can't clarify it or explain it in more detail than that. There's just something about her mouth that weirds me out. All right. Well, as a service to you, I would just urge the listeners not to tell Mike to watch Edge of Tomorrow and say, oh, but, but Mike, Edge of Tomorrow, and, you know, because, uh, yeah, he's not going to watch it. He's, no, he, you know, I'm not. No matter what we say to him, you know, even... <laughs> No matter how much we love it and think it's really good and it was like, a surprise and, like, you know, beautifully directed by Doug Lyman and, you know, wonderfully written. Mm, um, yeah, and, the thing yeah, is, if you he's guys... not going to watch it. No, I'm not. And I don't appreciate you putting that out in the universe because now people are going to listen and go, oh, my God, Mike, you haven't watched it tomorrow. Whatever. Oh, they're already doing that, Mike. Yeah, now I'm going to get version two of it. Um, yeah. The thing is, if people enjoy the work of either of those actors, that's great. More power to you. I'm, I'm glad that you fans of, of Tom and Emily are enjoying their work. That's great. I, it's just not for me. I just, I, I just don't enjoy anything that they do because it's always just like, this week Emily is this. This week Tom is this. and But they're still themselves. I, I just, yeah. And I'm like, eh, they do nothing for me. In terms of acting roles, so, um, but that's just me, you know. Um, mm. and, and they have their fans clearly, um, and yep. people obviously love Edge of Tomorrow. That's yep. great. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. You know. Thank you. Yes. Quiet Place Two was pretty good. I saw that in the cinema. It wasn't as quiet as the first one. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that as well. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to see. Um, Fast and the Furious 9 this weekend. So. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, there's a ninth one. <laughs> and then apparently there's a certain chronological order you're meant to watch them in as well. Yeah, I yeah I, I haven't gone down that path. I own them all. And I, think mm. there's, I haven't watched 3 and 4, I believe, um, but I own them all. So. Right. I, I kind of got into them. Like, I further f- saw the first one and thought, that was all right. And then I saw the second one and that was all right. And then um, I heard The Rock was in number five. I was like, I'm there for that. And I watched that right. and really enjoyed it. And then it was like, you know, saying to my wife, you've got to watch this. It's got The Rock in it. And she was like, I hate you, but yeah, I'll watch it. It's got The Rock in it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Speaking of The Rock, you know, he's in, uh, he's going to be doing the Disney film Jungle Cruise. Based off the, yes. the right, and guess who's in that with him? Emily Blunt. Yep, <laughs> guess he won't be watching it. <laughs> and yeah. I don't mind The Rock. The Rock does some fun stuff, but you know, oddly enough, I can accept him being different characters, but not Emily Blunt. There's something wrong with me. I don't know. Anyway, was... I would have thought if they wanted to do another movie, you know, that's about the Disney experience and the you know the rides you can go on, they should do a movie called Queuing. <laughs> Right, so like 90 minutes watching people in a line. <laughs> well, they'd have to have some plot to make it. Anyway, yes, this is a dumb joke. I cannot go any further with it. I'm sorry. 
That's look. You've given us a couple of good ones, so we'll allow uh, a not so good one. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Well, I, this feels like it's winding to a. You know, it's it's crawling around without any legs. So, <laughs> <laughs> like something that Paul's car has been near <laughs> on the road. Yes. Yeah, it's really weird when you you've got two cars and then you lose one because it makes you feel, oh no, I've only got one now. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling yeah, excessively vulnerable. But in this day and age, if you're a family with you know multiple responsibilities, like yeah, there there are times you do need more than one vehicle to get around. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I travel what 300 k's a day when I go to work. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's no small amount. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I got vaccinated. I got the first vaccination. Oh, woohoo! Well done. Yeah, how's your five G the... signal? <laughs> I got the the cheap shit that um, Australian government bought. So that was at uh, AstraZeneca. So. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, and no adverse effects. I the the next uh, in the middle of the night I went to another room in the house. Um, right. Yeah, I don't want to. So, so you went on a on a uh, trip during a pandemic, is what you did? <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm trying to say I went to the toilet, but it, I just, oh, right. it just felt okay. crude to say that. So well, I needed to um, for for unknown reason I needed to go to a different room in the house in the middle of the night, and I was shaking. I was you know oh. I had I had the shakes, you know. Wow. Okay. You could have strapped some drinks to me and got some really good cocktails. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I had that in the middle of the night, and I got back to bed, and I was freezing. And then the next day, um, there was just like a period of an hour where I just got super achy and super whingy, and yeah, oh, it was not very pleasant for my loved one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, I'm through it, and you know, and the stupid thing is, I got told, yeah, come back in twelve weeks, and you can get the second shot. I was like, oh, fantastic! You know, I would love weeks? to wait till September to get you know, fully vaccinated. So, have you uh, attempted to get vaccinated? Or no, they... not yet, but it's it's on the to-do very soon list. Um, yeah. But hang on, why do they say 12 weeks? Isn't it two weeks? Two weeks is the medical um, time. 12 weeks is the administrative coping time. So, oh, I, okay. I think, well, I think from what I've heard is they're basically saying, let's do a whole shit ton of um, first doses for as many people as we can, and then we'll, you know, we'll all switch to second doses and do as many as them. Right. Because, um, you know, these doses uh, have expiry dates, so they've got to get through all the, the doses mm-hmm. in the expiry date time. And, you know, but yeah, it, it's fair to say that Australia has completely stuffed up getting the vaccine out there. You yeah. know, it, you would have thought that having hardly any cases of COVID in the country for a year would give you the opportunity to sort of prepare yourself to vaccinate people. But You would think so, yeah. Apparently not. Apparently no. it's too hard and, you know, oh, COVID's back again. It's like Eminem. COVID's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not allowed to go to work at the moment because I'm too far from Canberra, which um, is a good thing. Mm. I don't want to drive all that way every day. No. Yeah, but no. Uh, I think my son is hoping that um, COVID will continue a little bit so he doesn't have to go to school for the first week of term. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good reason for, 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 for wanting a pandemic to hang around. Yeah. yeah, cripple the economy, but at least I don't have to go to school. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, youths. I don't know. Youths. They're so youthful. Mm. Mm. 
Yes. All right, Mike. Let's uh, wrap it up there. Okay. Um, should we do some shout outs for other shows? Um, if you we got ever... some feedback, didn't we? We had some feedback on the Gary show. On the on the Gary show. Hang what? On. Yep. I wouldn't lie to you. So I'm just reading other emails that I've got. Oh, whenever you're ready. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, is that feedback? No. Is that feedback? No. That's a quote from my car. Um, we uh, Look, we got some feedback from Martin Gray. Martin Gray, that's it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. He says, hi, Mike and Paul. Thanks for another great Gary show. Though it was a bit depressing at times with all the talk of death prep. I think I heard Paul use that phrase on another show recently. I hope there's nothing you're not telling us. Um, well, no. Well, you know I've got cancer, but it's not killing me. I mean, life is killing me at the normal pace, not not the cancer. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing. But it does make me think about all this stuff that I own and what will happen to it when I pass. So, um, But I, I see death prep as uh, a good thing. as a fun thing. So, I look forward to the light show. Really fun. Mm. Um, I never got the point of Lego sets that have the precise pieces for something that you definitely have to make rather than just an assortment of random white, grey, red and, if you're lucky, yellow bricks that you make into a very square house. The full marks for not pluralising Lego. Uh, as part of my own death prep, I slab every episode of The Gary Show. Okay, it means I can't listen to it again, but I manage. Um... If download numbers are down, talk more about comics because with Waiting for Doom on hiatus, we don't hear you chat about them anywhere unless it's on DCOCD, which is also buggering off soon. Best, Martin. No, we're not going to talk about comics on this show, Martin. Oh, look, I think a little bit of comic talk on this show is fine. You know, it's, we've got to give the people what they want. Apparently they want to listen to us, so... Oh. You know, and... All right, one comic recommendation, Nightwing. Read Nightwing by Tom Taylor. It's the best comic ever published ever. Ever? Ever. Wow. Okay. Are you, as an Australian, are you proud of Tom Taylor? I am fucking proud of Tom Taylor. Yeah. Bloody oath, I'm proud of Tom Taylor. And the way he has handled the shit that's been slung at him about Batgirl recently, fucking top marks of that bloke. Yeah. Sorry, I went full Oz then. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, someone blamed him for making a Batgirl walk, and it's like, that happened yeah. in the New 52? And um, then I real it, it was I realised reading through all that crap that New Fifty Two was apparently ten years ago. Ten years ago, yes, yeah, it's it September twenty eleven. Oh and, my god! You know, it was an editorial decision. It wasn't a writer decision. So, no. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he is he's great. He's fantastic. And that Nightwing run will be one for the ages. Mm. Mm, we were there. I mean, I'm particularly. I've been stalking him um, in Australia because uh, we can get his. Uh, he's been doing signings down this way, so. Um, I went and got... Uh, well, there was one week he was meant to be signing in Sydney and he didn't show up because of COVID and then they moved it to another weekend and I managed to be there for both weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got autographs in Sydney and then I went to Melbourne and got autographs from him in Melbourne, which was weird. And he didn't recognise me, which was good because I would have seen him the week after in Canberra as, as well, except that got cancelled due to COVID. So right. So he was, there would have been three weekends in a row I would have showed up with a pile of comics in front of him. So... Mm. But, uh, yeah, I love that he's one of the best writers in comics at this moment, and uh, you can get his autograph in Australia, which is pretty, yeah. pretty hard to get in yeah. the rest of the world. And he's he's a genuinely nice bloke. I, I've, yeah. I've met him a couple of times at different conventions over the years, um, and, yeah, he's he's always happy to have a quick chat and, you know, sign whatever and have a laugh, and 
Um, you even got to re- got him to record a bit of audio for Waiting for Doom one time. Um, yeah, I did was, once. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Tom Taylor, and I'm not writing Doom Patrol. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so he's a good bloke. Yes, and yeah. I, I am proud of him. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did some beatboxing with him. Did you? Wow. Did you record that by any chance? No, I didn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, was it? Did he get all shy? Did he? He was just awestruck. <laughs> Not dumbstruck? <laughs> I don't know. He called security on me, so I don't know what that means. Right, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, let's sign off as, as I was trying to do before. Um, okay. Before we realised we had... Thank you, Martin, for your feedback. Um, yeah. Thank you, We Martin. appreciate that. It, it's odd to get feedback on us two just rambling on about any old thing, but apparently people enjoy this show, so thank you for listening. Mm. Um, if you'd like to hear us talk about uh, everything Doom Patrol related, check out our other show, Waiting for Doom. If you'd like to hear Paul take us through the history of the DC Universe, starting with Crisis on Infinite Earth, check out DC OCD. Uh, check out Paul's, what would we call it, interview, chat show? Uh, a, I think it's a chat show. Right? Yeah, yeah right. Paul's chat show, Dial F for Flanger. Um, <laughs> and if you want to hear us talk about all sort of rambling things, uh, check out the other episodes of The Gary Show. Yeah, I don't know why my voice is getting higher all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's been fun. Thank you, Paul. Um, Thank you, Mike. We might sort out some royalty-free music for this show because it feels weird doing a cold open. Hey, I've got an idea. Yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Paul. Take us out <laughs> from this edition of The Garage Show with your legendary beatboxing. Take it away. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, boy! Free, free, free! I'm going to stop recording now.